Bucketheads, what's up? It's Joe with at CBB DFS, and I'm back again for another Saturday shoot around. And with me, as always, Bird. Bird's here. Joseph, I'm present. You are present. This slate, not a present. Oh, Jesus. It's poop <laughs> again. Yeah. Hey, the three o'clock slate is awesome, but uh, that's the one only given 1K to first. So we're going to break down the 11 a.m. slate because that's given 5K to first. Makes sense? Yeah. And the price pools are a little better. Um, so that's good. Uh, it's going to be an awesome day of, of college basketball. It's just it there's is. not a whole lot of exciting games during this kind of early window of time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh oh. Not a whole lot of exciting games. Oh, Have boy. you seen this Wichita State Tulsa Tulane? <laughs> it's gonna be a flamethrower. No. Georgetown Butler can't wait, baby. Why, why is that on? Why is that on the slate? Why is Wichita State Tulane on the slate? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Kalish work went to Tulane or something. I'm not sure. DraftKings has got to have some type of tie. Maybe to somebody. But it is what it is. You know what? Five five K would be a nice way to to start your Saturday. Um, yeah, good Saturday for me ahead too. What's that? A good Saturday for me coming up too. I got. I'm going to see college hoops live. Yeah, I, I'm. I was supposed to go with you. Yes, what you were. Bitch. You were actually. So let's just level set real quick for the bucketheads. Uh, so originally, a Bird had tickets for Kansas, Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Isle seats. Uh, electric game day atmosphere. Yeah. I was the alternate to be your guest, your plus one for that. Um, but due to uh, volleyball tournaments and kids being good at sports, that can't happen for you. But then we also uh, got a group of tickets for DePaul UConn, which is a lot easier trip for us. Uh, and uh, you can't make that one. And uh, I, But I'm still heading up there. I'm going to go watch. I'm, I'm really hoping JFL plays. Um but uh, I, I really like this UConn team, so I, I, I'm going to get a, a first-hand look at them. So I'm excited for, for that tonight. You want to get a first-hand look at R.J. Cole's beard because it's like your your dream beard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could mimic that, I would be – his beard is 10 times more manly than mine, and I am 20-plus years older than he is. <laughs> I'm fully expecting you to get a picture with him uh, at the game with your CBB heat on. I will wear the CBB heat. So if you're watching eight uh, Big East basketball, uh, look for look for the flames in the corner of a guy's uh, three quarter zip, and uh, <laughs> it should be a good time. I'm looking forward to. It. I love college basketball live is awesome. I'm so glad the fans are back this year. I'm so glad I get to go to this game. And uh, we we uh, I got another quick mini announcement, Bird. We've kind of narrowed in our uh, March Madness trip, haven't we? Yes, I think we are going to go to Mil- to Milwaukee this year. Um, which, which will be awesome. Uh, I think the last trip we went to was in Des Moines and they didn't have, you know, DFS wasn't legal in Iowa. Iowa, (laughs) So that was kind of a bad decision, but it is legal in Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to go to Milwaukee. If any bucket heads are going to be in Milwaukee, uh, we'll let you know uh, once we get, once we arrive. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be nice to go on a trip again. Those basketball trips, uh, there's, there's not a whole lot better golf trips. No, they're but there really there is really isn't a whole lot better but enough of the personal corner let's get into this uh 12 game slate i think there's one over under north of 145 uh, it's it's a rough one guys but we're going to find some plays for you we're going to we're going to pu- pu- uh lay out the puzzle pieces uh and, and and hopefully give you guys some building blocks to make yourself a winning lineup Yep. Uh, let's get let's go ahead and get started. So Duke Louisville is the first game on the slate. Uh, Duke is favored to win seventy four to sixty five. Uh, Louisville's got a doesn't have a coach anymore, um, which probably is not a bad thing because they're a freaking mess from a DFS perspective. Yeah. I I hate seeing Louisville on the slate because mm-hmm. they have a bunch of good players, but they don't play anymore. So yeah. I. I hate them. I, they're, you know, so they're 305th in the nation right now in minutes continuity. And so it's really, really hard to identify who you want to play from Louisville. I mean, do you, is there anybody that stood out to you? 
Yeah. Uh, so I'm just looking at recency. That's the only thing you can really do with some, a team like this. You know, try to try to get a guy who's played a little bit lately. But uh, Matt Cross, he's a forward at 4,900, 29 minutes last game. He's someone I might take a look at. Um, this 140 over under is one of the better ones on this slate uh, or, you know, kind of above average uh, compared to what the rest of the games are looking at. But if Louisville does somehow keep this within 10, as Ken Palm's projecting, I think you look at Matt Cross's 29 minutes last game and his 20% shot share, 20% usage, that's someone you could take a look at. But again, Bird, like echoing what you said, a team that's 20th nationally in bench minutes, 305th in minutes continuity, that's that's a mess and a headache. So I'm probably not looking too deep into Louisville. Would you consider anybody? No, I, I I'm just avoiding it completely. Um, I. I hope they see, you know, some some continuity here moving forward. I don't understand how Williamson doesn't play anymore. I don't understand how Dre Davis doesn't play anymore. I don't understand how Jalen Weathers has now become a bad basketball player. I just I just don't get anything that's happening here, and and so I'm just going to avoid it. Even though I like playing people against Duke, because I don't think they're great defensively. I I'm not, I'm staying away, especially on a 12 game slate. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. What about the Duke side of things? So you got Boncaro at 9,200, but then the rest of the guys have kind of come down a little bit. Keels is still probably leaning towards out, but has the questionable tag. Uh, anybody on Duke stand out for you? I like that AJ, AJ Griffin's price has dropped back down under 5K. Um, yep. If Keels is out, I, I think he'll be a really popular play. And he's a guy, when, he, when he's priced that low, has legitimate you know, six X plus type of upside. Yeah. Um, so, so I do like him. Um, Mark Williams is, is you know, his, his price is, is somehow down to 7,800. It seems like it's high, but um, he's gotten more minutes lately. And um, Louisville does not crash the boards on, on the, off, the offensive glass. Uh, they get their shots blocked a bunch. And so really, I think Williams kind of profiles well as a guy, at, even though he's priced up at 7,800, since he's getting more minutes, uh, the matchup does fit pretty well. He probably won't be really owned because his price is kind of high, but I think he's you know he's pretty good. Yeah, I, I think you can make a case for him. Uh, see, my eye goes to Wendell Moore at 7,600. Yeah. Again, we were talking about him last Saturday on the podcast about how we like him at 8,400 a lot better than we do at 9,500. Yeah. Now he's down almost another $1,000. And this is a guy who can fill up stats in a variety of ways. And with Louisville being the mess that they are, I think there's a space you can make for Wendell Moore tomorrow. Yep, yep, fully agree. I think that makes sense. And uh, you could also look down at Roach at 5,100, especially if Keels is out. Um, I think yep. those are the primary options. Um, yeah, so I, I think we hit on that game pretty well. You want to move on to probably one of the better games on the slate? Yeah, let's let's go to Miami, uh, Georgia Tech. Miami here is on the road, but they're a two and a they're a two point uh, two point favorite with an over under here of 144.5. Bird, I'm going to start with you and the Miami side of things. We know they're not real deep. But is there uh, some hurricanes in particular you like? Well, I think that's the key, right? They, they're they not very deep. So we're, they're going to play five guys. I think you can pick any of the four guards and feel pretty good about it. Um, Rodney Miller's down to 5,700, uh, coming off one of his better games that he's had uh, recently. And he's shown you know 30 DK upside throughout the season. Uh, so for 5,700, I don't think that's a bad price. Uh, Charlie Morris' price is down. They've kind of flip-flopped in terms of pricing for the guards, uh, being down at 7,200, coming off that half-court uh, game winner last game. Um, I, I think he's probably uh, viable, but I, but I really, I, I truly think all four of those guards you could make an argument for. I, I mean, Georgia Tech's very average defensively. Uh, yeah. they, they certainly don't scare me. No, 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 me either. Um yeah, I, I really I circled Jordan Miller as well, 5700. I think that's a good way to get value to a, a starting group that doesn't that does not uh, reach into their bench. So he's going to play his minutes, and he's coming off a nice game. So that's that's where I look at on the Miami side of things, and then on the Tech side, it kind of feels like a Devoe day. Usher's at 8400, but I just like Devoe a little bit more for 200 less. Um, 8,200 is a steep price to pay, but I think this game will be pretty high scoring. Yeah, a steep price to, steep price to play, but it's also his season low price point. I mean, for him, it's it's really dropped. He's been in the nine, 9K range 
uh, a ton, 28% shot share. He's got steel upside. We know Miami is going to try to get out and go with all those guards. Uh, Miami has been absolutely murdered by three-point field goals this year. And and so I think DeVoe, you know, a guy who can score at all three levels, I, I think he's a very, very good option at home. Good deal. You play else on the Georgia Tech uh, standout. Their pricing is really weird because you got the two big guys at 8000 yeah. but then the next starter is 4400 and that's Sturdivant, who's, uh, all due respect, just a guy. Yeah, he's fine. He, he's at the, fine. At these prices, I think they're fine. I think he's fine. I think Khalid Moore is fine. I think Dallin Coleman is fine. Um, you know, Rodney Howard's back. He played 31 minutes last game. He's 3200 uh, he was a guy who was living in that 20 DK range uh, back in November, uh, missed about six games here uh, in the middle of the season, but he's back. If he's going to play 30 minutes at 3,200 against uh, an undersized Miami team, I think that's kind of intriguing as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I had Rodney Howard, a little asterisk next to him as well, just because again, if you rewind to before Christmas, when he was playing those 30 minutes a game, he was way productive for a $3,100 price tag. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. Hopefully if he's fully healthy, he can regain some form and we know, you know, minutes equal money. So worth a punt. And, and again, a great game environment. Um, one of the rare great game environments on the slate. So we don't mind having some cheap exposure to that game. Absolutely not. I'm good on that one. If you want to move on. Yeah. I mean, this is your favorite game on the slate, Wichita state, uh, at Tulane Tulane's going to be about to pick them one point favorite 68, 67 is what Ken Palm has it. Uh, Tulane horrible rebounding team gives up a lot of threes, gives up a lot of assists. Uh, anything shocking for you from the shockers price point wise? I thought the shockers were fairly priced. Uh, I think there's playable guys on the Shockers team. If you look at Council Jr., um, this is a guy who's 6,900. He's coming off a 46 banger his last time out. He's arguably the best rebounder on this team. And as you mentioned, there is deficiencies there with the Tulane rebounding ability. I think that's someone you could target. I think also Dexter Dennis at 5,900 is a steady cash type play. Uh, it's a name no one's really ever heard of, uh, or he's sorry. People have heard of him. He's not going to be popular. Um, but I think he's someone who'll just go out and get the job done. And at 5,900 again, under that market value of 62.5, that that's a win. If you're looking, looking to go that route. Yeah. And I think, you know, with, with Tyson at the end at 5,600 underneath him, uh, I think with with primary shot share and, and probably most yeah. minutes on the team, I think people will probably tend to look towards him, which even drives Dennis's ownership down a little bit more. Um, Udizi, Udizi missed this game the first time they they went up against each other. He's another really solid rebounder. His price is down about a thousand, so he's at fifty one hundred. And, and again, a, a team, a Tulane team that does not rebound well, um, maybe he can get inside and bang it up a little bit and 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 hit value. For sure. So I yeah I, I think. Really, there are some viable options on the Wichita State side of this. It's just the game The game will be tight, but the over-under here is 136. So you're talking about both teams scoring 67 points or so. I, I, it, it, it'll be hard to pick that right guy. Yeah. Yeah, at least the Wichita um, options are a little bit cheaper with, you know, in the 5K range versus really the Tulane primary options are you're going to have to spend up to get them, right? I mean, Cook is a guy who's gone over 30 DK in five of his last six. He had 33 DK against Wichita back in mid-January. Uh, but $8,000 for that game environment that you just talked about, is that something you, you want to invest in? I mean, nobody's going to, so the good news is you probably get them for you know super low ownership. Yeah, but I might look more at Kevin Cross, you know, the, the sophomore big man for that team. Uh, decent rebounder second on the team and all the, you know, key offensive stats as far as your shot share and your usage. Uh, I, I like that. I like the sophomore there instead. Um, Forbes is another name I have. He's a nice number two option, a good score, a good shooter, 38% from deep. Um, he can get to the line, but uh, Tulane, again, with the pricing, the value is more on the Wichita State side of this. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Uh, should be, you know, it should be a fine game. I, kind of boring from a DFS perspective. I think there's options, um, but nothing you're going to go, uh, you know, brag about. No, no, you you'll play a couple plays from this and you won't tell a soul. 
I mean, that's just, I mean, that's just not fun at all. And no. I kind of feel this way about the next game, this Georgetown Butler game. Uh, this one has an over, 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 under of 140 and a half. Butler is a five and a half point favorite. Um, they are at home and bird. They've got quite a lift from Bo Hodges lately. Oh my gosh. It's so it's one. It's great to see that he's healthy again. Every time he gets healthy, he, he smashes, you know, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. He can score, he can rebound, he can, he can pass the ball, make some plays defensively all the way up to 6,500, you know, so his price is, has scooted up quite a bit. I, I'm well, not scared of that price though. That, that's... I, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think he's still got easy five X upside. Yeah. Uh, even at the 6,500 and, and there, but I don't, Butler's pretty good at home and, and Georgetown is like maybe is, is like a historically bad defense this year. Like the worst Georgetown defense in the history of Georgetown basketball. Yeah, correct. Yep. Not good for Patrick Ewing. Probably. No, not a good look. Not a good look. Um, I'll tell you what, we, you talked a little bit about Bo Hodges being priced up. Uh, Harris is priced up as well. He's at 5,900. Now, whereas Hodges' price up doesn't scare me at all, Harris's does a little bit. I'd much rather play Thompson at 5,500. Uh, he's just a little more consistent, a little more reliable, and both bring a little bit of upside. Yeah, I, I wrote Butler up earlier this week, and I think that was kind of what I, the, the same sentiment, right? Like, I think for, for the price difference, Hodges has quite a bit higher ceiling. Um, Harris is fine, but probably a lot more ceiling there. Uh, Bryce Nizzi, you could look down at 5,300. He huh? had 30 DK the first time they played each other. He's priced at a season low. Again, kind of boring, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Bryces are not, ex- not an exciting duo down there, but I prefer NZ over Golden, um, yeah. who's 5,100. I tell you what, one of the guys I do like that I've kind of been watching a little bit this year is uh, Seamus Lukosish. Yeah, the um, Lithuanian. The Lithuanian's getting some more minutes lately. Um, I'm not saying play him. I'm saying keep an eye on him or maybe throw him in a GPP build if you want to get weird. Um, he's someone who can fill it up when he's hitting. He's got a 14-point game and a 17-point game in his last two. Um, all the way down for 4,200, someone who could potentially get to that uh, you know, that 5X, 6X number if, he, if the game falls right. We know Georgetown's not a very good defensive team. We know that they're wanting to play with a little more pace. Now, I think Butler will dictate the pace in this, but at the same time, uh, uh, Seamus is someone we can look at. Yep, I like that. I think that makes sense. Um, but let's look at the Georgetown side. I mean, really, Aminu Muhammad is kind of their guy, the five-star freshman, and he's priced at 6800 which I think is a fair price. I think that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I generally try not to target players against Butler because we know they're going to kind of grind it out and play slow. Um, but, but did anybody else stand out to you from a Georgetown side? No, not really. I mean, uh, Donald Carey at 6,900, he's okay too. Those two guys have the, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of the show, right? Carey's uh, a little more on the ancillary side of things, but, and Amino's a little more on the offensive side of things, but those two guys are consistent as can be for this Georgetown team as troubling as they have been. And, you know, it w- I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a podcast with Georgetown on it if I didn't bring up Caden Rice. <laughs> now, shockingly, he only took five threes last game, oh, which is no. a little crazy. But, uh, again, he's, his price is down to 4,700. This is a guy who gets up a lot of three pointers. It's comical if you want to take a look at it. Um, but last three games, three for five, two for six, five for seven, and then you get to his normal shot share, five for 14, one for eight, you know, uh, he's, he's a GPP only target, but for 4,700, there's, there's a couple times this year where he's just broken a slate. And when you take that many threes, it's always an option. Yeah, it, it is. And a hard game, kind of a, again, another one of those kind of just rock fights that you could see at Hinkle tomorrow where maybe some ugly basketball, uh, but, but there will be a couple good producers, I think overall in that game. Hinkle also an awesome place to go watch a basketball game. So if you can yes. get to Indianapolis to do that, definitely do that. Um, that's one of the trips we've done in the past. So go to Hinkle, watch Butler game and, uh, note when you're there that that's where the final scene in Hoosiers was filmed. There you go. Yep. It is a fun place to play. Uh, the next game we have Michigan, Michigan state at the Breslin center, a place I went and watched Michigan state and Kansas play many years ago in a snowstorm. And, uh, I'm mad at yeah. Michigan right now. Uh Oh, what they well, do. I, 
Well, I'm mad at Hunter Dickinson because I had a really big lineup this week and he was in it and he was the only guy who really didn't perform for me. So I, I've kind of, I've kind of got a, a hate thing going with Dickinson. So there's absolutely no way that he'll be in my lineup, especially at that $9,000 price tag. I don't think you've ever played him before either. So that probably doesn't I know help. it was like the first time I, I, I was going to say something really inappropriate. The first time I got Dickinson in my lineup. See how go. I crafted that in an, yep. an appropriate manner. Nice job, buddy. But uh, I wanted all the Dickinson I could handle that night, and I didn't get much. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird. Oh. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Redirect. Dickinson averaged 13 points, 8 rebounds a game in the, in the two games that he played against Sparty last year. And at that price, I would agree. I think there's probably better spend-up options on the slate. Thank you for redirecting and saving that. But I tell you what, I, I don't mind Hustain. Your thoughts on Caleb? He's you know, he's starting to believe. I mean, I, he's probably more of a 4X option at 5,900. He more more scoring dependent. But he does have 16 real points in three straight games. So I, I think he's fine. Uh, Diabate's priced down a little bit. Probably another 4x type of option. Another sub 140 over under here. And so again, yeah. it's just kind of another boring game environment. I, I really, I kind of prefer Sparty's pricing to to Michigan's pricing. But I, I, anybody else stand out to you? No, not on the Michigan side of this. But I, I agree with you on Sparty pricing. There's some guys I like over there. Uh, mainly Marcus Bingham at 4100. Now his minutes are are down. Uh, quite a bit from where they were at earlier in the year, but this is a guy who's a point per minute machine and at 4,100, 20 minutes is 20 points and that's five X. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously Malik Hall is getting more minutes lately, but the, the price, the $2,700 price difference is, is kind of crazy uh, yeah. between those two. It is going to be a timeshare down there, but a guy who can block a guy who can, who can rebound uh, Michigan can be beaten inside. And so I, I do think he's a good price at 4,100 um, you know, Gabe Brown's price down. He's, uh, 1400 less than his peak price guy who leads the team in shot share, a guy who can get hot from deep, uh, at home. Uh, he's, he's okay. Max Christie's okay. 6,200, kind of a bet on talent type of guy. He's been a little bit cold lately, uh, but a guy we've seen get 30, 30 DK in the past. I like it. I, I have I have nothing to add to that. I think I think you're all right there. Like you said, though, I'm probably staying away from this game for the most part. This could turn into a big old fashioned Big Ten rival rivalry game, you know, slugfest. Yeah, I do like so. So the next game on our slate is Missouri and Iowa State, and I really do like Brockingham at seven thousand. I think he's uh, really underpriced against a Michigan or excuse me against a Missouri team. That's just frankly not very good defensively, right, Joe? I mean, you're our SEC guy, but he, I mean, Rockington feels like a cash game lock with with upside. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with that. Um, Missouri obviously is probably in a, the the public's eye perceived a little better than they are after they played Auburn to the wire this week. Yeah, but. This is this is not a good basketball team. 121st in defensive efficiency. And anytime one of these power five conference schools, power six conference schools is in the hundreds, they're not a good defensive team. Um, they they don't shoot the ball well. They they don't create a lot of steals or block a lot of shots. Uh, I think that this is a game where Iowa State could really flex here. Yeah, especially you know they're they're going to play their ass off defensively. Um, which, you know, Auburn's not going to go out and, and try to defend you for 40 minutes. I, Iowa State's going to go try to lock you down. So, I, and, and Brockington's a great rebounder uh, for a guard. I, I, I do like his price. I think he could go down to Calshear as well. He's a guy we've played yeah. in the past, uh, 4,400. He's going to be on the floor all game long at home. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe a little Hinkle magic or Hilton magic. What were we just Hilton, talking about? Hinkle. Yeah, yeah, Hilton magic, but... Um, yeah, I, I think those are probably two pretty reasonable options from the Iowa State side. Anybody else you saw? What about what about Hunter? So I, I, oh, just, love Hunter. I just like him as a player. Yeah, I love him as a player. Um, for 400 more, I'm, I'm probably always going to play Brockington. I, I do love Hunter as a player, though. I think he's awesome, and I think he's got the talent to to get home. Um, yeah. He'll he'll definitely be less owned than Brockington. 
Yeah, well, I I just looked back and saw this over under was only 130. I, I assumed in in it would be higher than that. Um, so maybe that's why Hunter kept popping into my head. Um, but He's yeah, no, for 400 more. You know, he but was mid fives forever. What's that? He was mid fives for a long time, and so getting priced up to 6600, which I think is probably fair. It's just yep. you know, it it just doesn't look quite as as good as it did. On the Missouri side of this bird, uh, so if you read our stuff this week, I said Javon Pickett against Auburn, and he had a really nice game. He's been in double figures in six straight. He's priced up to 4900 now. He's going to play all the minutes, and he's he's just kind of a glue guy that can sometimes get hot for Missouri. And then Kobe Brown is priced down 700 bucks at $7,500. Is that someone you would entertain, Bird? I like that he's priced down finally. I mean, we know he can he can rebound. We know he's got double double potential. Um, and really, Iowa State's they're they're going to bring they're going to bring in a bunch of different um, forwards to try to defend down low. Um, probably you know be super physical. I I I don't hate him. I don't think anybody's going to play him either on the road in a game where they're only implied to score what less than sixty. Yeah. But there's games where he's just the entirety of that team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fully agree with that. And that's really what the the narrative you're playing is like. Iowa State's going to win this game. They're probably going to win it by the spread. And Kobe Brown's going to do everything for Missouri this day. And that's happened on a number of occasions. Yeah. I I think you 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 don't score many points against Iowa State um, beyond the arc, and so Missouri's going to have to pound the ball inside. I think that's their best bet to stay alive in this game. And so that does mean Kobe Brown. And I'll tell you what, I, this is not a recommendation to play him, but Brazil is a good looking freshman on that yeah. team. He's, yeah. he's playing with a little bit of confidence. Minutes are kind of up and down with him, but he's someone at 4,100 that it, it's worth watching, especially if he has strings together a couple of nice games, these kids, when they get a little more confidence and keep snow, it's a snowball effect, right? You know, yeah. a 15 point turns into an 18 point turns into a 20 and now their minutes are going up. And next thing you know, DK's three games behind when they should be a $7,000 player. Now I'm not predicting that for Brazil by anyways, but he's an, he's an active and aggressive player. And I think he's going to be a good tiger uh, down the road. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Probably maybe maybe not tomorrow, but but a guy no. to keep an eye on. <laughs> no, for sure. Hey, let's get to another uh, uh, SEC Big 12 Challenge game. This is probably my second favorite one besides Baylor and Alabama, which is unfortunately on that 3 o'clock slate. But this is Auburn-Oklahoma. Uh, this is the number one team in the nation. And Oklahoma, I was looking at it, Bird. They've been just through... Uh, an awful stretch schedule wise. I mean, the Kansas Baylor, I mean, they, they, they've been up against it and they don't get it. They don't get a break with the, with a road trip to the number one team in the country. No, this game, if, if I was a sooner fan, I'd be frightened of, of this game. One, I'm, I'm frightened from a DFS perspective because they're so balanced. I just, I really don't have a good feel for this team right now. Um, but I don't know how, I know Kessler's not like a super offensive threat. He's he's fine. He's 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 decent, but I don't know how Groves keeps up with these guys down low. Um, I, I think Hill can Hill's Hill's athletic enough uh, to to stay with Smith somewhat, but I just don't know. Groves is is not, and, and so I, I just feel like they're going to get abused down low. Well, but the and I think Auburn's a little uh, a little woke after the Missouri game too. I yeah. think this could be, and then didn't Pearl get a big extension today? Pearl just got eight year extension. So, um, and you know, he's, he's good for college basketball. I know he's a shade, shade tree, but he's, <laughs> he's good for college basketball. So I, I'm fine with that. Um, so Tanner Grove's brother, um, Jacob started last game for Oklahoma played 26 minutes. He's 3,200. Um, so if you are looking to play somebody from Oklahoma, I, I think you could look at him for a super cheap option and hope he plays 25 minutes again. Um, I, we, Joe, you, you and I have talked about this. The Sooners just, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, there, there's nobody who stands out anymore. It's just like, they're, no, they're just so balanced, too much yeah, balance. The poor, and then, then the Harkless doesn't the play. Effect. Yeah. Well, and Harkless barely played last game. I don't get that. So I, I, they're a mystery to me right now from a DFS perspective. I'll probably 
just stay away. Um, and, and then can you try to convince me to not lose more money on Jabari Smith at 7,400? Because I'm going to keep <laughs> playing him when he's in the low to mid sevens. No, and you should. I mean, you think about that Missouri game last time out when he was $7,000 and we thought we were robbing robbing everyone, but he was two for 15 from the field. Just chalk that up to a bad shooting night. He still pulled down 10 boards. Um, yeah, granted, it's not what you expect, but you like the 15 shots. Yep. You like the seven three-point attempts. They just weren't going down that night. So Jabari yep. Smith is going to absolutely smash a slate. I don't know if it's going to be this game. Uh, but he's going to absolutely smash a slate here soon, and you're going to be want to be on the train when it happens. Yeah. Um, here's the thing about Auburn: they played Loyola Chicago earlier in the year. This was right after they lost to UConn, and while Porter Moser left Loyola Chicago, one of his disciples took over the team, and that was a tough game for Auburn. They won. They ended up winning by nine, but that game was a slower pace, and Loyola was really able to kind of dictate that game at a neutral site. So. That bodes well for Oklahoma being able to kind of keep this one from not becoming a track meet and a showcase of the Uber athletic. So that would lead me off Jabari Smith, probably off Katie Johnson, some probably off Wendell Green, some of these more ridiculously talented uh, and super athletic Auburn plays. But on the flip side of that, I do like Walker Kessler at at 8,900 tomorrow uh, in this half-court game. He's someone who could collect six, seven blocks and have one of those. He's one of those rare people on a slate that can go out and get 50 on a given night. Now, I'm not predicting a 50-burger for him, but uh, Walker Kessler, I think, is someone I would not be shy about paying up for tomorrow. Well, you talked about the Loyola Chicago game earlier. In that game, he had 13 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks, two steals. Yep. And that that sounds kind of like exactly like the type of line he could put up against Oklahoma, especially yep. with the Groves. That just the lack of of mobility with with the Groves down low. Mobility, size, and and Kessler's just a superior player. I mean, yeah. there's nothing against Tanner Groves. He's a he's a good college player, but uh, oh, yeah. he's not yep. Walker Kessler. Yep. So uh, I like Jabari. It's going to be hard to fade Jabari at 7400. Uh, again, if you want to play him, I'm not going to judge you. Note that he had a bad shooting night and life is going to be better going forward. But this game to me profiles like Kessler. And I actually don't mind Flanagan down there at 4,200. He's playing close to 30 minutes a game. He's someone who can get hot from the outside, but he's also kind of become the, the garbage man on this team, picking up rebounds, picking up assists, picking up buckets. And he's in a game like this, that person uh, can normally hit value pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, down at 4,200. I think that makes sense. That's who I was going to mention as well. So you nailed that one, Joe. Um, well, you want to move on to probably, is this the highest over-under on the slate? It is 150, NC State, UNC. Yeah, th- this will be a good, th- this is this is a strong DFS game. This is what we're looking for. NC State, 247th in effective field goal percentage defensively. Uh, gives up a bunch of second chances on, on rebounds. And so Baycott has 30 DK in, in every game this se- this season. He's got 50 DK upside. I mean, if you've got the salary, I, I think he's a strong option. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think, I think Baycott's one of those high price guys you seriously want to target. Uh, I, I don't love Caleb love, no pun intended. Um, but I think RJ Davis is interesting at 6,800. I'd prefer him of the two. And then uh, I hate to say it, but leaky black at 4,700, 27 DK in his last two, uh, uh, Dawson Garcia ain't coming back anytime. So no, no, he's not. (laughs) So, uh, maybe a little leaky, get sneaky with a little leaky. Yeah. We haven't talked about him all year long. I mean, he was the guy last year who you just, like clockwork was four to five X every single game. I'm um, starting to play a little bit more, especially with Dawson Garcia gone probably forever. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, so, so that does open the door for manic, but at 8,100, uh, I'd probably uh, rather try to find a thousand more and get Baycott. Yeah. I, I've seen too much manic in his career to, to pay 8,100 for him, but you he can absolutely hit just value. another manic Saturday. Oh, oh. Wow. That was awful. Thanks, buddy. But I loved it. But Thanks. I loved it. Um, any 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 other downstream effects of the Garcia departure? 
No, I think it's the leak. I think Leaky Black gets a little bit more uh, usage and rebounding, and you know can can just do those things. I think he helps. It helps him a little bit. I, I don't know. I, they're not going to really play anybody else, are they? I I can't imagine they would. They're already 314th in bench minutes, so right. they're they're not going deep into their bench as is. So yeah. I I mean I don't see them. I just see them putting more work on the, that starting group again. Take me back to Baycott. Take me back to 38 fantasy points a game, and let's find 9100 and make it happen. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, NC State side, uh, you know, Sebron's been very good. UNC's not great defensively. Um, when when you can look at this game and, and see Baycott for 400 more, probably nobody's going to press the Sebron button. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'd, see I'd really it. go down to Hellums, right? Don't wouldn't you think? You know, it's just I I don't I don't know I I don't really like either to be honest with you. Um, it's okay. I, we don't I, have. I, I just don't know what Helm's gonna do against Baycott. I don't know what he's gonna do against Manic. He's not. He, I I I don't know. I, I get the over under makes a lot of sense here to find some NC State plays, but I I I I don't know. Maybe Smith. At 6,800, yeah. I'll save a little bit of money, and, and I'll get myself, uh, you know, a guard who has shown 34, 40 DK upside in the last week, week or so. Yep. Yeah, Smith's got the he's got 28% shot share in, in conference play, and he has a, got an elite kind of steal upside. We've seen NC or UNC's guards, you know, turn the ball over in the past, so I, I do think he makes a lot of sense. He's it probably has the most upside, I, I guess, at, at that price point. Yeah, and, and Cam Hayes has a decent shot share as well. Um, you know, 25 minutes last game, he does come off the bench. He was a starter to begin the year. So I don't know if he's getting a little more run, if they're planning on giving him a little more run. But this is a guy who is routinely in double figures. I think that's someone you can look at. He's all the way down there at 3300 bucks. So if you want to get weird, I think that that's a sneaky target. Yeah, I think that's cool. I'm good with that. Uh, Traquavion is probably our favorite play, and then there's there's uh, some pun options down low. Uh, but and it does Bernard, seem like I'm a good spot for you. I'm just gonna say it. I'm not opposed to Seaborn. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. 8,700 is a lot to pay, and I don't like to pay that much for guards typically. But I mean, the guy rebounds. The guy is their primary distributor of the basketball. He's had some big games in the past. North Carolina doesn't put any ball pressure on. There's something like. 358th and turnovers forced so he's not going to have any stress on him uh handling the rock today and he's got that 28 percent usage so i I, maybe more as a cash to cover my backside but uh seaborn someone i i wouldn't rule out just yet okay i like it i'm fair with that all right good well i wasn't asking for permission so well you just got it anyway joe congratulations (laughs) thank you Let's talk about Xavier Creighton. I wish Kalkbrenner wasn't priced so high. I I, I agree. I agree. This Kalkbrenner-Nunji matchup is uh, it's something everybody's been looking forward to. This is one of the tighter lines. It's one and a half. Over-under here is 137. The game is at Creighton. So um, these two teams did hook up earlier in the year. Xavier got the best of them. It was like 80 to 73 or something like that. Um, so that went way over the 137 that's projected for this one. Uh, initial thoughts and looking at this one, Bird. Is there any two players that are more like of our at CBB underscore DFS brand over the last four to three, four years? How long have we done this than Kalkbrenner and Nunji? I mean, have they, they that's they've kind of been our guys for forever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Matt now, we get the, now we get the showcase. Yeah, now we go. Now we go head to head. Nunji started last game, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, so, so when I first looked at this, uh, Scruggs down at seventy three hundred. I know he hasn't um, hasn't crushed it lately, um, but his price point w- was attractive to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I thought Kaluma down at forty seven hundred for Creighton was a guy who's mm-hmm. played pretty well lately. And, and so you're our Big East guy. Um, those those two price points kind of stood out to me. But what did you see from this game? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I have both those names down. 
Um, so Kaluma's got 26 DK in two of three, 4,700. Now his shot rate was ridiculous to start the year, somewhere around 30%. And then finally McDermott had to just rein him in a little bit, have him rotate a little bit more. Um, but he's still super aggressive and starting to get that confidence back. He's a freshman. So, you know, there's going to be these type of swings in a season, but, uh, I do like Kaluma quite a bit at 4,700, you know, when he's on the floor, he's going to have the ball in his hands and shots are going to go up. Uh, that's, that's someone I'm, I'm curious in and, and definitely looking at, I think, uh, I think Hawkins is just a little too high price for me. Uh, I think O'Connell is a little too high price for me. And I think Kalkbrenner, as much as we love him, it's a little too high price for me as well. Um, I, I, Minutes equal money, right? That's one of our mantras here. Yep. Ryan Nemhart is going to play minutes. He's $5,400. He's had 35-plus DK games before. That's 7X. You know, I, I have a hard time quitting him when he's on a slate and he's in the mid-fives because of how much the ball's in his hand and how many minutes he plays. And he's a good player with the older brother showing pedigree at Gonzaga. I mean, what what am I missing here? Yeah, he had 18 points, uh, six assists, and three steals the last time these two met um, back on January 15th. Yeah, uh, so it, that's someone who's always going to be in the back of my mind. It's it's almost harder for me not to play him, um, but I don't see any reason to shy away. You mentioned Scruggs on the Xavier side of this. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. He's by far their best player uh, at from a all around game perspective and he's priced under Nunji under Jones Jones has been 7,600 for a long time and he's capable, but really since Fremantle's come back, he's more been just a guy. Fremantle did have a double double. The first time these two teams met, it was his, really his best game since returning. Now I'm not advocating for him. We have one, uh, Twitter follower who asked me to get off the Fremantle train and I've done a pretty good job getting <laughs> off of it. <laughs> this is the first time we brought him up since then. So I know I think it is, but I, I, I like, I like his game. I, I'm still not endorsing him for tomorrow, but uh, Scruggs at 7,300. I give him a slight lean over Colby June or over Colby Jones. Uh, and then I, I I'm, I'm good with Nunji, but man, that 8,000, that's so high. It is high, but man, he's, he's won several slates this year. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you sure. go look at some of those lineups and he has had just some smash upside. And now that he's, you know, if he's going to play 32 minutes a game, um, you know, that's generally been his, his, the issue with him is he just doesn't get enough minutes, but yeah. he's going to play 32 minutes a game. Um, and Creighton's not a world beater defensively. I mean, Cockbrenner's good, but as a, as a team, Creighton's not a right. great defensive Well, team. they, they start what, three or four freshmen. It's, it's, right. it's hard to, it's hard to, you know rely on them night in and night out. Now McDermott missed the last week where Creighton's kind of struggled uh, and looked, looked kind of bad, especially against the, in that Butler game, but he's back on the sidelines. So hopefully that gives them a little bit of a list, a little bit of a lift at home. Um, he was out with some COVID issues. Um, one more name I want to throw out there, bird. And he's, he's the definition of just a guy, but he's pretty consistent. He's pretty reliable. And that's Nate Johnson for, for Xavier. Um, starter gets all the minutes. Uh, you know, he's a solid cash game option. He's 5,000 bucks, which is a little low for him. Um, but he's someone who can knock down the open shot and make all the right plays again. Uh, in these tight conference games, this line is one and a half. Those, those junkers, those do it all players normally hit value. So Nate Johnson, I think would qualify in that, that ilk. Yeah, I like it. In this game, they scored 153 points last time. I, I guess did. I was wrong. Creighton's better defensively than I thought they were. I guess this is why I don't write up the Big East. But um, they did score 153 last game, so you know, hopefully they do that again and we get some exposure to it. And, and Creighton's not better defensively, Bird. You weren't wrong. The Big East is secretly like not very good this year. <laughs> yeah. I so, I mean, the the metrics uh, show that their whole teams to the, shooting this to X amount and doing this, uh, but really it just means that they're playing. Bad Big East teams. Uh, I love the Big East. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I have concerns this year when it comes tournament time. Yeah, that's fair. Which is sneaking up on us. Which is sneaking up on us. Uh, we, we, we will have a guest probably join us for a, a Madness Bracket pod. Familiar name yes. that the Bucketheads are used to, but we'll save that for yeah. later. 
Let's uh let's let's keep moving. We got three games left. Let's talk about Indiana at Maryland. This is an over under a 135, another tighter line. Indiana is a one and a half point favorite on the road. Trace Jackson Davis is 8,800. Bird, will he be in your lineup? Mm. No. No. You know, his road splits are better than his home splits. Oh, I like that. That's a, that's that's different. It usually doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. He's averaging 40 DK game on the road, 37.8 at home. Huh, the more you know. Do, 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 do. Yeah, um, and the 8800 is is a, a low price point from when he was grossly mispriced in December. They fixed it around Christmas, and then he's been 10, 9, 9, 9, 9. Yeah. So the 8800 is the first time we've seen him under 9, really, since before Christmas. Yeah, I, I like TJD. I think I think he's an awesome player. A uh, guy who can go out and get 40 any given night. What's the over-under on this game? 135-ish, right in the middle yeah. of that. So that scares me a little bit. Um, Maryland does have a couple of bigs that they can bring in with Wahub and Reese and some mm-hmm. guys that can they can bring in some bodies against him. So I, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, no, I think I think fine's okay. But I like the 26% usage. I like the 27% shot share. He's a he's a really good re- rebounder. But again, um, do you think that Race Thompson's emergence this year has kind of taken away from TJD's upside a little bit? I think his rebounding has. I mean, he's a sure. rebounder, and so I think that's hurt a little bit. Um, and then you know Xavier Johnson's playing out of his mind the last three games over 30 DK in three straight. So he's taken some usage away. I don't believe in Xavier Johnson um, at 7,400, especially, but I don't, I mean, am I, am I wrong? No, I, I not, not that much. I mean, again, this is another one of those weird teams where Johnson Thompson and Davis are all over 7,000 bucks. But then when you get to starters four and five, you're, you're looking at free squares. So are there, any of the Indiana guys you like, whether it be uh, Parker Stewart or or Miller Cop, who's cheaper, that could maybe get some additional minutes a, a, as as a fill in here. Oh Lord! Uh, you can say no because um, I don't have a good feel for it. You know, so Fennessey has been playing more minutes lately, and he, obviously he's going to be out. So that's going to open up, say, twenty minutes or so at that shooting guard spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe it's Parker Stewart can't lose time. I, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody will get that yeah, joke because uh, we're, no, we're no, they're not old enough. Yeah, Parker Stewart, you know, he's, he's been dealing with some, some injuries of his own, uh, or excuse me. No, I apologize. Uh, Parker Stewart's been, he's the logical choice to step up, right? 26 minutes last game when fantasy went down, I uh, didn't do a ton with it, but he's someone who's played 30 plus minutes in the past has had a 20 point game this year, not DK. I'm talking 20 real points, uh, for 3,700. It, it might be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't have a great feel for Indiana. They're kind of like a lot of the teams we've seen where they're playing a bunch of guys, 20 minutes, you know, maybe this gives us a chance for Parker Stewart or Trey Galloway to, to separate themselves and, and, and showcase a little bit. Um, but I'm probably going to be in the wait and see camp, uh, for, for this one. All right. Let's talk about the hottest team in the big 10 Maryland. I'm just teasing. Oh. They have one, two straight though, with a blowout of Illinois. <laughs> that was for our Illinois friends and, uh, a win against Rutgers on the road. So what do you, what do you like on this Maryland team? Um, I, I mean, I, Al has been good. He, yeah. He's coming off his probably best game of the year. Well, one of his, he's, he's actually shown, shown some upside and his price is down relative to where it was most of the season. You know, he was a low eight K guy most of the year, uh, or at least most of 2022. And now he's down to 7,200. Um, I, I don't mind him. 27% shot share, uh, can rebound a little bit, can assist a little bit. Um, 37% three point shooter this season plays all the minutes. I, I I'm okay with him. I'm okay. Yeah. I don't mind Ayala. Does anybody uh, else stand out? I mean, I uh, fats Russell. For, I would rather do the 200 less for Ayala than, than Russell. Um, yeah. Hockey Russell as well. 
hasn't done. Russell's been been all right in spots. Yeah. Um, Are you going to play? Do you do you are you going to look at Wahab at all down at way way down at the low price point of thirty five hundred? You know what? I'm probably not just because you don't know if it's going to be a Wahab day or a Reese day. Yeah. Um, Reese is just thirty nine hundred, so for four hundred more, you can gamble in that direction. Um, Reese has a you know, a little more usage when he's on the floor. Um, Wahab's a little better rebounder. Uh, but no, I, I don't want to mess with that because it'll probably ultimately be one gets 15 minutes, one gets 18 minutes, or one gets 20 minutes, one gets 18 minutes. And that's going to be their five spot for the day. Um, no, I'm probably Ayala or bust on this one. Okay. Yeah, Indiana's 11th right now on effective field goal percentage defensively. So they've been pretty stout um defensively they are on the road uh this boy this is to me this feels like just kind of like one of those ugly big 10 old school big 10 basketball games where it's just a a big balanced blob i i i agree with you yeah i think i would suggest skipping it Bucketheads. yeah i like it i'd skip it and i would look west towards arizona state at arizona i do really like um some of the arizona pricing so we want to talk about them a little bit yeah, I don't want to talk about Arizona State at all because it's nothing but Q tags. God, they're such a mess. They're such a mess. I assume the, Jay Heath's back after going after a ref, so I think he got a one-game suspension. He'll be and, back. Uh, we, there's also some questionable tags on the Arizona side as well with Tubeless, right? Yeah, he played against UCLA earlier this week but hasn't practiced since then. So, I mean, that'll be really interesting. If, if he were not able to go – Coloco at 7,200 would be an awesome option, especially in a tournament. Um, I love Matherin at 7,400. He's a guy who can break a slate. Um, They're at home. They're going to play one of the fastest tempos uh, of anybody around. If Tabellis does miss, they did they did kind of bump up um, Omar Balo's price, and so I'd probably they stay did. away from him. Um, but when Tabellis doesn't play, Pal Larson gets more minutes, and he's been playing more minutes – He's played over 30 minutes twice. He's 4,400, a guy from Utah that we loved last year that transferred over to Arizona. Um, I think he's interesting, um, especially if Tubelis doesn't go. And, and then Kirk Creesa at 5,300, the cocky little point guard, um, is priced way down from where he's been all season. And I, I don't, nothing's really scary about an Arizona State matchup. No, 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 not not at all. Like you said, Arizona is. People don't realize this. They're playing at the second highest tempo now. Do you think the UCLA fifty-nine point outing is going to stick with some folks, or was no one up for that one? Yeah, I'm not worried about it. I, I think they come out and absolutely crush tomorrow. Just a complete smash burger. Well, rivalry game. Uh, you got to like that. You got to like the fact that it's home. They're twenty-one point favorites. So, um, if if you were betting it, would you take uh, the Cats? I, it's a big number. Hurley's done. I mean, that. I think he knows his career is coming to an end at Arizona State. I think the players kind of know that, and they have a bunch of questionable guys. The only guy who plays hard on this team is Jalen Graham, and and he's just a guy, but he's a tryhard, and, and he's done pretty well. Um, I I don't know. I could see this being a bounce-back spot for where Arizona just completely just annihilates them. I like it. I like it. Is there any DFS plays on this Arizona State side that you like? I mean, my guy, DJ Horn, he's 5,900. He's at a low price point that he's been in a while. Yeah, his price has dropped. I think he's probably a, like a 4X type of option. Uh, Marion Jackson, a guy who was comically priced in like the 9K range to start the season, um, got down to the, to the mid fives. He's back up to six, but he's gone. Uh, right around 20, 28, 29, 30 DK the last couple games. Um, I think he's starting to find his groove a little bit. And, and it is a pace-up game for Arizona State, which is something we want to target. You know, we want those extra possessions. Um, so I, I think he's okay. I think Horn's okay. Uh, Graham's probably been their steadiest producer in terms of, uh, you know, efforts and, and, you know, length that they're going to need against that front line of Arizona. But – if we're going Arizona smash, you know, for me, it's Mathurin, uh, you know, again, Kokolo, if Tubeless doesn't play, uh, yeah. I, 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 I do like horn, but I got some bias built in there as well. Um, 
I'm more liking the Arizona side of this, but uh, I feel I bet good. Oh. It gets a lot of ownership tomorrow. Cursa? Yeah, I, I bet he gets ownership tomorrow at 5,300 in, in, a, in a game that, that they should do well. I I don't know if I'll play. I, I think he's fine. I, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad play at all, but I bet he gets more ownership than, than I would expect. I like it. Hey, we got one left. Virginia Tech at Florida State. This is another closer line. Florida State is a two-point favorite at home against Virginia Tech. Over-unders just 132.5 to typically defense-first programs going head-to-head here, Bird. Um, there's some value here. Um, but again, we don't necessarily love the the game environment. Uh, let's start on the Virginia Tech side of things. W- where are you at with that? Well, so so Virginia Tech's 343rd in uh, tempo this season, so we know they're going to try to play super, super slow. Um, they are shooting a good percentage from three. Uh, that Naheem Alien, every once in a while, goes off. Like, he's 4,500. He's yeah. a guy, he's kind of like a Gabe Kalsher, where he's going to play all the minutes, um, and every once in a while kind of just has a, a weird smash. Um, yep. So So I think he's... For for the price, I, I don't think I don't think he's the worst play on earth. Uh, it's not the most exciting play either, but it, it's you know he he's okay. I, I I worry about paying up in, in this game environment because I do think it's going to be another one of those kind of just grind it out, um, punch each other in the face type of matchups. Yeah, no, Alien double figures in four of his last five. Uh, I love the uh, the uh, the comp uh, with the Iowa State kid, Kalsher. Um, very similar players. You're paying for minutes. You're paying for some of that uh, junk, uh, junk scoring. And then again, you have that that ability to get hot in your back pocket, which could always make it a very, very live play. So that, that's yeah. who I had on here for the Virginia Tech side of this. Are you um, going to look again, at Storm Murphy at all? Um, Florida State, 278th in three-point field goal defense, 326th in three-point attempts per field goal. Um, so they give up a bunch of threes. They give up a bunch of assists. Are you going to look at all at Mr. Storm Murphy, who hasn't done anything recently? Uh, I think current form will take me off that. Um, 3,700 is very intriguing. But with this slate as a whole being, it feels like a kind of a build the cash lineup with a little bit of upside type of night as opposed to, you know, take your bigger swings. I don't think there'll be a, a, a scenario where Storm Murphy fits into that equation for my build tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's fair. He, he, the price is attractive for a guy we've seen play well, but mostly that's been playing well at, at Wofford and not necessarily at Virginia Tech. Right, and it's a name we know. It's 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 It'd be fun to see uh, Storm have a big day, but he, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he is not. You know, a name that Bucketheads don't probably know a lot about is Naheem McLeod from Florida mm-hmm. State. And he's yeah. probably the next man up with Osborne out for the season or most likely out for the season. 3000 bucks. It's a good price. It's a really good price. That is the minimum. Much lower than that. No. Uh, started he's a... four. He's 255 pounds. He's had uh, he had 18 DK last game. That'd be a six X. We we would take six yeah. X. Yeah. Started the last five. Uh, minutes are not encouraging, um, but you got to like the 18 minutes last game. Uh, at seven four, I'm not sure how many minutes you could even go in the game, but you're going to consistently be getting points. And I think that's a name. Naheem McLeod that we want to pay attention to for sure. Yep. Yeah. Especially with Osborne out. I, I think that's, uh, he's a, he's a really good pay down kind of cheap option to, to end the slate, get a little sweat there at the end, maybe try to catch some people uh, in the last couple of minutes of the tournament. Uh, anybody else stand out for you? I mean, Cleveland in my mind is still priced a little too high for the the production that he's actually provided. I know he's a, he's kind of a sexy pick and, People want him to do well, but I'm not sure he's earned that 6,700 price tag. No, no, I'd much rather pay 200 less for Caleb Mills. And I know you have a very uh, love-hate relationship with Caleb Mills going back to his time with Houston. Um, but this is a guy who 
at 6,500 could very easily go out and get 30, 35 DK. Um, he's not afraid to shoot it. He's not afraid to uh, dominate the ball for that team. So yeah. I, I like Caleb Mills quite a bit tomorrow if 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 I want to get two Knowles in to go with my Naheem McLeod heat. I like it. Yeah, I, I like Mills too. He's got some strep throat. I'm, I'm glad to see strep throat still a, a diagnosis that you can get. In, in this day and age, um, but you know we we like Raekwon Evans, but he he really he has no ceiling. He, he's fifty three hundred, but he's he's really never shown much of a ceiling at even at that price. Um, I'd probably lean to Mills, but but I think where you know McLeod's super intriguing in this game. Overall, it's kind of just uh, another you know added to the list of games that are just kind of blah. Yeah, and that's I want to talk a little bit, Bert, as we we wrap this up, as we've kind of wrapped up the games on the slate. When you do your build tomorrow, yeah, I had a build this week that was four nine k guys and four three k guys thereabouts. There's no way I'm doing something like this tomorrow. To me, it feels like you want to kind of build that steady Eddie slate with some plays you really really like. Um, I'm not sure. There might be one or two guys that hit 50% ownership, but I don't see, you know, the core four that everyone's going to have. Yeah, I think that's the only good thing about a 12-game slate is is it does reduce ownership across the board. Um, God, from a content provider perspective, we'd really love an eight-game slate every once in a while, but it is what it is. I do agree with you. I think it's going to be more of probably a balanced build. Um, there are some cheap options, but there's the, the pay-up guys, I mean, Baycott is a guy we probably are, are looking to pay up for. Yes. Um, let me see who else here. Kessler is a guy I think you could strongly consider. Um, but but those are like your two super, super high guys. I think I think Michael DeVoe is going to get played a ton at 8,200. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a super intriguing slate. It's going to be maybe a snoozer, maybe take a little bit of a nap, and get locked in for the, for the afternoon and evening slates. <laughs> um, Which don't have the payouts. I'll be watching volleyball from eight to four tomorrow. Eighth grade That'll volleyball. That'll be terrible. That won't be as fun as me watching RJ Cole and Snogo in Chicago. My God. What have I done? Well, you were supposed to be at Kansas, Kentucky. <laughs> Can we give a, let's just real quick. I know it's not on the slate. Give me your Kansas, Kentucky prediction and then we'll sign off. We're not doing a Baylor-Bama prediction? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, Kansas-Kentucky is game day. That's the game of the day tomorrow for sure. It is going on at the same time that I'll be in the UConn game, so I'm DVRing it at home, and I'll make sure to watch that. I think, I think, gosh, at Allen Fieldhouse, I'm going to give Kansas the slight edge. I think uh, I don't know if Ty Ty's back to 100% yet. And without 100, with him not at 100%, I, I just don't see how um, how Kentucky can. I don't think they have the horses to to play with a, a deep Kansas team. Yeah, I think no Ty Ty is a big a big deal there. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, David McCormick, they were talking about Shibway, who he's played against before, and he's like, "Yeah, this I'm super excited," you know, because. Typically, McCormick's out trying to chase these these stretch fives and guard guys out on the perimeter, and you know he's just a, kind of a mess out there sometimes. But uh, you know, two back to the basket big men uh, going at it. Like McCormick's like, yes, I'm I'm so excited to be going down and just playing down in the post and not having to you know travel around with some guy down low. So I think that's going to be really the key matchup if McCormick can hold his own. Um, I think that would be huge, and I think you're right. The missing the firepower of tight ties is probably a big, big, big difference maker. It's a big deal, and I tell you what, Ogbaji's playing at another level this year. That guy truly has gotten significantly better each yeah. year he's been playing college basketball. Not just a little bit better, like significantly better each year where he's in the player of the year conversation and rightfully so. But that game's not even on the slate. I don't want to spend any more any more of the Buckethead's time on that. It should be a good one. It should be part of a fun day of college basketball. Yes. Maybe not so much in the slate that we just talked about, but the rest of the hoop should be on point, and uh, I'm going to sit back and enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy some live basketball. Bird, I know you're going to enjoy the evening games uh, once volleyball's all wrapped up. 
Don't forget the Twitter machine is at CBB underscore DFS. The website is CBB dash DFS.com. And anything I'm missing. Uh, price picks uh, 14 and one over our oh, last yes. 15 picks. So if you want to get in on that uh, promo code CBB DFS gets you a hundred percent deposit match. Um, price picks is, you know, there's a, there's a ups and fire. downs. And it's this last week has been straight fire. I mean, it's been absolute fire. DFS content's been fire all year, but it's nice to see, you know, a nice little stretch on price picks as well. Uh, if you want to leave a rating or if you want to leave a review, Christ, we haven't had a review in over a year. If you want to say something nice about us, that'd be pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. We'll read it. But yeah, we'll read it. Uh, otherwise, I really, it's it's Buckethead's time to make your lineup. And, and we really want to see one of you win that $5,000 on Saturday. I mean, that would be, as as good as it gets for us personally you know absolutely that's why we do this win all the money bucketheads